Welcome to Broad Ideas. I'm lively today. Welcome. You are. Yeah. Um, today we have <laughs> Olivia. We have Olivia Allen yeah. joining us. <laughs> yeah. We got Robin and no, we have Katie Stevens, who I think she first started on American Idol. She was on American Idol, but Olivia knew her. You were in class with her. Acting class. Acting class with her. Yeah. And then she went on. To the bold type. The bold type. Yeah, she has been working. And what a beautiful she little soul. She has been working. She's well, been no, busy. I meant <laughs> beautiful little soul. New mommy. Yes. Um, and we talked to her today and would love to welcome her. So let's talk to Katie. Sometimes when the about dogs and kids and things we'll talk about chicks and tampon strings we'll talk about boys that make you cry we'll talk about death because people die i mean i was i was in class starting when i was like 17 yeah 18 and then i met my husband when i was 21 okay so yeah I remember yeah. talking to you and you saying like you met someone in Nashville. Did he live in yeah. Nashville? No, he lived in LA. And then after like close to the end of our first year of dating, he moved to Nashville and I was like, well, I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I had nothing to do here, but I was just like, I am in love. And so I moved for love. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, how do you feel? Did, did that change for you after getting a TV show and like having success? How did it feel to go back to an acting class or what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that acting is a muscle. I think that we're always learning ourselves and you go through so many life experiences that change who you are as a person, change how you deal with your emotions. And so for me, I I feel like I always need class because I'm always learning something different about myself, especially now being a new mom. Like I'm exploring kind of how that's opened me up in a new way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like that's like brings a whole other element to things. <laughs> how yeah. old's your How old's your child? She is six months. Oh my goodness, She's a baby! You are She's in a, it. A, a little baby, baby. baby. Yeah, oh. it's funny. Everybody says, like, every month that she turns, everybody says, like, when she was three months, they're like, oh, you're getting to the fun part. And then month four and five were still equally as hard. And then people are like, oh, she's six months. You're getting to the fun part. And I'm like, when? When? I mean, I'm when having does the fun. fun begin? <laughs> I'm like, when does the fun? Because I'm still really tired and really, like, spread pretty thin. So when does that fun start? Oh, I, my God. Yeah. When did it start for you? I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, it does. You know, I think that I want to say like nine months. I'm just throwing that out there. No, it seems like nine months is good because it's right before they're mobile. And so like you walking. can, yeah, you can like play with them and you're going to get more interaction and all that fun stuff, but you don't have to like shadow them. 
every yeah. step of the way. Oh, crawling. I guess crawling is nine months. I was trying to remember. It's like your brain Shuts totally off. forgets it. They're like, well, how old was your daughter? My daughter's eight. How old was your daughter when da da da? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Like, it's just. It's all a blur. It's all, all a blur. blur. Yeah. I'm I'm at the point right now where I'm waking up in the morning and on the monitor, I'm seeing her like completely turned 180 in the crib. Or the other day I woke up and she was like flipped over on her stomach, which she hasn't really been doing on her own yet. So then it's like I bust out of bed in a panic. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm in that phase. Uh you know what? It's it's not. It's not fun. It's not easy. <laughs> it's like so scary, right? Like they give you this baby and they're like, okay, bye. And then you, you have to keep them alive. And then you hear all these things like don't let them sleep on their side or don't let them sleep on their stomach. And, th- and you're just like, what am I There's always to, so to many do? rules. You know, and my, my daughter was in my bed with me. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, like no baby in a bed, no co-sleep. Like that's insane or whatever. And then as you become – more comfortable at being a mom, you're like, well, I do what works for me. And -hmm. I can shut off all that other noise because so many people are going to give you opinions. But everybody's different. Everybody's dynamic's different. Now, my eight-year-old still enjoys being in my bed, so maybe I could have done something (laughs) a little differently. But it's just like, that worked for me. And she was there. And that was the only way I got a little bit more sleep because she was right there, boob and mouth. Like, you know, it's just whatever. I mean, that's Works. kind of what I've learned. I have so many friends here in Nashville that ha- have had kids before me or are now having kids after me. And the more I hear their stories of the way that they do things in their house, it's like everybody like finds their own thing. Everybody figures out what's best. There's no one size fits all for every person. Because I, I feel like, you know, what works for one baby, then I hear my friends t- give me that advice. I try it at home. It's not working quite the same. And so I have to figure out my own way Mm because I have a different baby. But yeah, I mean, you have to shut off all the noise. That's kind of, I mean, I've been kind of MIA on social media to that point. Right. Yeah. Right. There's so much there. There's so much there. And also there's so little attention to that time being so fragile. I feel like your nervous system is shot. Your hormones are different. You're now responsible for a life. There's a mourning process that I went through of like mourning who I was before having a baby. Have you been experiencing that? Oh, yeah. That was something that no one really had talked to me about. And I went through it when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like I think I was like seven months pregnant was the first time that I was kind of going through it. And that was also in relation to... Um, the comparison game that I was playing with myself of, you know, looking at friends of mine who were booking big jobs or were doing these things. And I was like, well, I'm too pregnant to book anything. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, taking this time off right now. What if there's nothing for me after this? And so I kind of had that part of the grieving process. And then postpartum, I definitely went through my bout of postpartum depression. And within that was me kind of grieving the fact that the person I was nine, 10 months prior is someone I'll never meet again. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. So it's you had a so little emotional. of that. What was, what did it look like for you? Just 
if you're open to talking about oh, it. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh pretty open. Um I I mean it it was it was different every day. Um I think, you know, initially it was just the shock of like you said, you get sent home with this baby, which is incredible to me that we have so many tests when it comes to certain responsibilities. Like you have to pass a driver's test to get your mm-hmm. license. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to, you know, you have certain age ages you have to be to be able to drink or buy a lottery ticket or rent a car. But no, you can have a baby at any age and they'll just be like, cool, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to keep this thing alive. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I've always wanted to be a mom and I've always known that that was something I was going to be good at. Like the one confidence I have through all of this is that I do think I'm killing it. Awesome. But, <laughs> I love that. But, but that being said, I, I just am a person that has an allergy to asking for help. I don't mm-hmm. want to, f- I feel like, you know, I can do it all. And I feel like I'm inconveniencing people if I'm asking for help. And so that was something I struggled with as a new mom was, you know, all the people that say, let me know if you need anything. I, I wasn't taking anybody up on those yeah. offers. Because some of them have their own kids. Some of them mm-hmm. don't have kids. Um, and so, you know, I would see photos or videos of my friends without kids. And um, it, she knows this story, but Megan had done White Lotus. And uh, like two days after I gave birth, she was at the Emmys looking like the star that she is. And she was so gorgeous and they had won and I'm watching it and I'm like crying and laughing at the same time. And I was looking at her and I was like, she's so beautiful and I'm here in a diaper. (laughs) 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 But it was like a really like weird out of body experience and you know, I was, I was comparing myself not just to her, but to like so many people that I've either worked with in the past or that I'm friends with who are working. And, and it was all kind of really related to work. Yeah. Um, and I think that I've always been such an independent person and I've always, you know, my husband and I've been together for almost 10 years and, you know, he was a touring artist. And so, you know, he used to understand when I had to go away. And so I kind of, lived this somewhat independent life. And I think that losing my independence and kind of having this moment where I was like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like a person who has their own job or their own agency. I don't feel like my husband's wife. I don't feel like my friend's friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was really like this identity crisis that I was going through. Um, And you know, I went to therapy a lot and my therapist was like, you need to ask for help. You need to find something that makes you feel like yourself again. Even if it's just one thing you do a week that you can go and do. And so acting class was that for me. Amazing. Getting back to Mm -hmm. be able to go to class and do something that I felt good at. And then when it came to the comparison, my husband looked at me and he was like, you keep comparing yourself to all of these people, but you're comparing yourself and are jealous of just one part of their life. Whereas they probably look at you and they are jealous of what you have, which is your daughter Mm -hmm. or your marriage or, you know, whatever it may be. And he just reminded me, you know, you're only 
and, and I don't even want to use the word jealous because I feel like it has a negative connotation. So I'll use desire. You desire to have just one part of someone's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're envious of somebody, it's never of every aspect. And so that was something that kind of comforted me to remember. And it's like, I, I almost hate talking about it because it's like, I, I don't want it to seem like I'm not happy for what every everyone has because, you know, it's so they important deserve it. Though, yeah. Katie, like these are the conversations that make people feel like they can be honest. And that mm-hmm. is yeah. why we're here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, it is, I mean, I knew that being a mom would be wild. And I said to my therapist, I was like, when she was like, why don't you want to ask for help? I was like, I don't, I don't know. But like, you know, why can't I do it? Why can't I do it by myself? Like single moms do it all the time. And my therapist was like, single moms do it all the time, but they would love to have help if it was available to them. (laughs) Like they're not doing it on their own because they're like, I really want to do this on my own. Right. And there's a reason why they say it takes a village. So, you know, I, at that moment, I knew that the best thing that I could do for me, the best thing I could do for my husband, for my daughter was to ask for that help. So, you know, my parents are amazing and they've helped so much. I've hired a nanny three times a week for just the mornings. And, you know, I'm able to just like have the mornings to like the grocery store is my favorite place to go. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I love, I, it's like that I is love, my Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I love the grocery store. And that's the other thing is I never want to be so successful that I can't go to the grocery store, you know? <laughs> I, I think about like people like Taylor Swift and I'm like, she can't go to the grocery store. I would never want that. Oh my right? God. That's so funny. I've thought of that. That's like a thing. It is a thing. But you're so right. Yeah. It's just like you find solace in just going. I do really love it. And I have actually have like way too many groceries because I like to go so much. But it's just it's just a point of like being able to do those things. And I struggle with not being able to ask for help. And I am a single mom. And so but my daughter's older. You know, she goes to school. So I do have time to like do those yeah. things. But for a long time, I didn't. And I figured it out. And of course, my mom always helped me, which is a blessing, but it's like, I keep learning these lessons too. I'm like trying to find time for yourself. So I hear you say that. And I'm like, that's a beautiful message. Like you did something for you. You have your mornings, whether it's the market, you can take a bath or I don't know, whatever, you know, uh, it it might be. All of the above. All. Yeah. You know, watch (laughs) the prices right now. I'm just kidding. I I don't know if that's still on. Well, it is, Is I think with Drew Carey, but Bob Barker passed away recently. So I just, I saw a meme that was like, you're too young, but like sick, homesick from school. The Price is Right is on, and Bob Barker's consoling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Re- reruns out. of that were on when I was little, <laughs> for sure. I took it on a weird turn, guys. But it's just the point of making time for yourself, and it's super important. And also, what I like to say to people that have a hard time asking for help is, if it was reversed, how many times has someone asked you for help and you've been annoyed? Very little. All the time. Yeah. No, I'm just just <laughs> no, I mean, for the most part, like if any one of my friends would be like, I'm struggling, can you pick up my kid? Or could you do something? I would, it would be an honor. Right. You'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're never going to be like, oh, she asked me for help. Right. I do feel you like know? it's a community, it's a communal thing of women. 
you know, especially if you're friends with them, they're obviously, you would hope, cut from the same cloth. And it's just like drop of the dime, you know, if anybody yeah. needs anything. Of and course. I think that's the beauty in it too. Well, also, I'm happy to be talking to you guys because one thing that I'm struggling with in terms of my anxiety moving forward is thinking about going back to work mm-hmm. with a young baby. And I don't have any friends who are working actors and mothers yeah. that I can like talk to in in that way because I'm like, I don't know what it would look like because, you know, few and far between does stuff film in, in LA now, well, you know, apart from the strike, but few and far between does stuff film there where like even living in LA would be super beneficial to me. I feel like everything I've done in the last five years has been yeah. in Canada or elsewhere. You know, For sure. elsewhere. And I'm just struggling with what it looks like to be as present of a mother as I want to be while going and working on set for 12 to 14 hours. Like I think about it and I'm thinking about how I would probably leave right before she wakes up and I'd be getting home when she's already asleep. I will tell you. It's scary to me. (laughs) I have a a lot of experience with this. And what I will tell you is the anxiety is real as shit. Like I, you know, was terrified. The first thing I went back and worked on was actually Nashville on Nashville, which is funny. And my daughter was like too, but it was just a guest star. So it was, you know, it was way more manageable and we got to explore the city. It was great. The first thing I went back is full time. I waited till she was three. I will say before they're in school, they can travel around with you. Yeah. You can bring people with you. You make it work. One thing I did for my daughter, she was a little older. She wasn't an infant. But if I was going to be gone when she woke up, like had to leave before she woke up, I would leave like a treasure hunt for her, like a map and like something she'd have to find. So to put like a positive association with mommy going to work, like, or, you know, just to help. Yeah. So I would do that every morning if, but it's excruciatingly painful to know that you're not there. But I had to learn that I was doing it for us, you know, and it was, but it it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was really fucking hard. But my mom was there and her dad was there, you know, like the help was there and she, she had her support. Yeah. I was going to say, and we came out. You did come out. I think it's about community too. It's about community. We brought Briar to set and we would meet her for lunch Mm -hmm. and make sure to like. You make it work. You make it work. I think the biggest thing about anxiety in general is if you're thinking about the future, you're in in a fantasy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to have a fantasy, you want to win in your own fantasy. That's my favorite. And what does that fantasy to you look like? Like, what does it look like for you to go back to work and having all the support you need and someone to bring her to set and like picturing a set where she's welcome and maybe there's other moms that have kids. Or My maybe, daughter like, loves craft if service. If you're gonna be in your fantasy, you <laughs> might as well, yeah, paint it the way you want now, right? Manifest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, manifest. Because otherwise it's just fear and it's not, real. The only thing that's real is this moment. And so you can either be in the anticipation of how graceful it's going to go. Maybe you're fourth on the call sheet, not first, right? Like (laughs) like maybe there's things that you want to create in your, in your manifestation that are a hundred percent in alignment with having a child. Because it exists. 
Have you read Shonda Rhimes' book, um, The Year of Yes? No. I just love that she's a beast, right? And she's oh, got yeah. so much work, but she's also a mother. And she talks about being a mom and like taking the time for her kid. And I know a lot of people have talked about like there is a movement with that inclusivity now for moms and their children on certain sets. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean, the fact that there isn't like childcare, like all of that built in is insane. <laughs> it's stupid. No, it's, it's I, sorry. It's, it it's is. Ridiculous. It's so upsetting. Like that's a whole it's, other beast. <laughs> yeah. Broad Ideas is supported by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I love how easy it is. Our days are so busy, especially with school back in full swing. Factor has been a lifesaver. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 34-plus weekly-flavored, packed, fresh, never-frozen meals ready to eat in two minutes. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes? No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash ideas50 and use code ideas50 to get 50% off. That's code ideas50 at factormeals.com slash ideas50 to get 50% off. Broad Ideas is supported by ZocDoc. You know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet? After spending hours researching and reading thousands of reviews, you find it. This thing, whatever it is, you know. Ooh, I needed like a new pair of roller skates. Checks literally all of your boxes and it has five stars. Okay, so why is it that you can get the most random, wonderfully reviewed thing from around the world in just two days? But if you want to see a good doctor, it can take forever to get an appointment. Not to mention, how do you know if they're even good? ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. Go to ZocDoc.com ideas and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot ideas. ZocDoc.com ideas. Yeah, I mean, which it's... I obviously haven't worked yet with a child, so it's not a bridge that I've crossed yet. But I mean, I I can only imagine with all the other stuff that's going on, that's unfair. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But but you get to, you get to be part of that and you get to, you know, have your boundaries and advocate for yourself and for your daughter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I like to remind myself of is, well, I mean, first of all, I watched my mother my whole life. You know, my mom worked. She just was like, I want to open a woman's boutique. And then she just did it. And then she was like, I'm going to flip a house. And then she just did it. It's like, (laughs) and she did it all while being like a mom 
to two kids. She cooked dinner every night. We had dinner at the table together. Like she was present while still being a very hard worker. And not only that, I think about, you know, actresses that I admire and most often they are mothers. So Mm. I know that it's possible and that you make it work. Yeah. Kristen Bell, remember what she said? What? We talked to her about this and she is incredible. And her attitude about it was so great. She said that she makes certain to let her kids know that I don't have to go to work. It's not like mommy has to go to work and I'm going to do this thing I don't want to do. I'd rather be with you. She's like, I'm very conscious to let them know mommy wants to go to work. I love what I do. It brings me joy. It brings me fulfillment. And I love being with you and all of that kind of stuff. So she's setting an example of someone who can do it and who loves what they do. And that's a role model for her children now. Well, and also Drew Barrymore like was quoted saying something like, she doesn't say I have to go to work. She says I get to go to work. Yeah. It's like the same mentality, you know? Yeah. I fail at that sometimes. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. In the past. In the past. Not anymore. Well, I'm sure, but like two things can be true. You can want to go to work and you can also want to. to be and have to and also want to be present with your child and still be there during the day. So I get that. I mean, I, I'm i excited to hopefully set the example for my daughter of the fact that I am in a career that is something that is my passion because so often, you know, how many people in the world get to pursue their dream and then live it out as a career, you know, not many. I mean, Mm -hmm. not that people don't like what they do, but what we get to do is fun. I do notice talking to so many actresses too, though, and tell me if this fits for you. I think because so many actors know how blessed they are to have this as a career and that it's a fulfilling career and you can make good money and all those bells and whistles that sometimes they're not as open about how hard it is because they feel like, oh, I need to just be grateful or I don't want to be judged. I know people work really hard jobs that they don't want to. So I shouldn't complain if I, if it's really hard for me to leave my kid. Um, what, how does that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, in terms of leaving her, I I don't think that I'll have a fear about complaining because, you know, okay, that's, <laughs> she's, she's, She's the best thing that I've ever done, hands down. Um, And I think that that's going to be something that changes work for me in terms of jobs that I do want to take because it's going to have to be worth me leaving her. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I do feel like that across the board that sometimes if you're having a hard day on set, you're met with even people on set or the people around you saying things like, yeah, but like, look what you get to do, like smile. And I'm like, well, maybe I had a hard day. (laughs) Like I always try to be, you know, I always try to, to not bring outside stuff into work because I think that there's like a time and place for everything. And for myself, not only just the people around me, I do feel like I need to be present with the work that I'm doing, but sometimes you can't help it. Like a bad day is a bad day. A tired day is a tired day. And like, I think that you have to allow people to have their emotions and and move through things at their own pace. And 
unfortunately, sometimes you get someone else on the wrong day that's going to walk off set and say something negative about you or, Mm -hmm. and you just can't control that. I try to operate on the notion of what other people think of me is none of my business, which is very hard, but. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. The quote, (laughs) sorry. The quote of like, it's none of my business what other people think of me is like my favorite Mm -hmm. saying that my mom always tells me, you know, and it's a hard one to practice for sure. Especially living in this day and age where everyone is going to tell you what they think of you online. (laughs) Oh my God. I know the comments and whatnot. And we talk about this all the time where I had to train Olivia to not to read them because people get off on not being nice sometimes to make themselves feel better for whatever reason or whatever it may be. And I think it's just one of those things that you have to just tune out the noise if you can. But, you know, this whole... The whole thing of, and I don't know, you know, it's, it's these little people that we bring in here and don't want to fuck up is like a real conundrum. It's a real conundrum. Just think about everything like, oh, I'm going to, how am I going to talk to them about this? Or I'm going to, you know, how am I going to frame this? Or how am I going to leave? Or what's this? If I say it this way, is it going to, you know, affect them? And like, it's so much. It's so much. But if you put it all on your lap and you put it all in your brain, you're going to literally go crazy. You're going to be like, I'm going to have a panic attack every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just finding that. Actually, I don't have the answer. I mean, I have panic attacks every day over it, but (laughs) I don't think there is an answer. No, there's not. That is the answer that there isn't. If anything, if anything, being a mother has taught me yet is now I look at my parents and I say, oh, wow, you had no, you had no fucking idea what you were doing either. Right. Exactly. We're all just figuring it out. And you know what? I think I turned out pretty okay. You turned out great. You turned out great. I I think that too (laughs) with my kids, like both of my kids are still sleeping with us. Elliot's going to be eight, Shepard's four. Okay. We play musical beds, like one will sleep with one, like it's just all over. And I was thinking last night, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) is this like, are we screwing our kids up? And then I thought, you know what? The only thing I can do right, there's one thing I can do right in this life. And that is to love them wholly and completely. And outside of that, everything else is up for debate. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? But if I can just do that. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's so funny because I don't know if this rings true for you guys, but I feel like when, when you're pregnant and when your baby is young, you have all these things that you talk to with your partner about where you're like, okay. And when they're older, we'll have this rule. And even just like in this, the infancy stage, I find that I'm like, well, I didn't, (laughs) didn't follow through with that one. Right. And we say, cause you know, my nephews are 11 and seven, I think about to be eight and they, or just turned eight and they still sleep with my brother and sister-in-law. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, we'd love to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. And, but my sister-in-law is always saying to me, she's like, we don't get time at just us as a couple. Right. And so my husband came to me one day and he was like, should we have like a rule where like, the bedroom is mommy and daddy's. And I was like, sounds great. And I already know because I like 
there's nothing I love more than like my dream feed that I do with my daughter mm-hmm. where she's like asleep and she's in my arms. And I can only imagine like when she wants to sleep with me, how am I going to say no to that? I'm right. never going to say no well, to it's that. <laughs> the same thing, like best laid plans. Like you can't even like the birthing process. Like everyone's like, okay, this is my birthing plan and this is what yeah, I'm going to do. Luck. And for me, I was like, I have zero plan. Whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go with it as long as she is out safely, healthy. I don't care what it is. Sure. I'll try no epidural. That did not last very long, but like I had no set plan, you know? And I think that's just life. If the more you have planned out, the more stress and fear it creates, I think. I thought that I was like a changed woman when I was pregnant because I am very much a planner. I love to, I love to plan give me a dinner party. I'll plan the crap out of it. Vacation. <laughs> I got <to> you. <laughs> but like when I was pregnant, I was very much like, I'm not going to have a plan. I probably want an epidural. I'm just going to do all the stuff that I can to prepare my body to do this crazy thing. And I did all the preparation. I had a doula. I had all this stuff. And then my daughter said, psych. And she was like, I'm not going to face down. And I found out that I was going to have to have a C-section and I was devastated for about a day. And then I made the active choice to be like, well, this is just what's going to happen. So I might as well just decide to fall in love with this idea. So my husband was like, why don't we plan like a date day the day before since we'll know when she's coming. And so we planned this whole day where we did memory lane of our life in Nashville. And we drove by like the first house we rented together, the first house we bought together, went to our favorite restaurants, all this stuff. And you know what? At this point, I'm like 10 out of 10 recommend a C-section. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I I walked into the hospital at 7 a.m. At every moment, they were like, this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. If this happens, this happens. At no point did I feel like I didn't know what was coming next. And within four hours, my daughter was in my arms. And I just, I mean, I had a really great experience. And what I, looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, I got the birth that like was really appropriate for me because I am such a planner. It's true. When you know when they're coming. yeah, (laughs) And you didn't have to go into labor. Yeah, which at first I was like, oh, my God, I'm never no. going to feel a contraction. And oh my friends boy. were like, you don't want to. You don't, don't want if you to. you don't have to. <laughs> I had to do the contractions and end up in a C-section. So if you're going to end up in a C-section and you can avoid the labor. <laughs> yeah, at like this point, you know, all day. <laughs> my doctor has told me, like, you know, you've healed well. You'll be a good candidate for a V-back, mm. which is you know, yeah. a vaginal yeah. birth after a cesarean. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to try to be a hero. I'll probably just do a C-section again. Yeah. That's what I did. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it sounds more to each their own, but it sounds more traumatic to me to, to, I've had a lot of friends who have had, had labor and then ended up in a C-section. And I just, yeah, I'd rather just know what's happening yeah. and know what I'm getting into. Right. Yeah. It's a humongous difference because I yeah. did my second one scheduled C-section. Well, we had to, but regardless, not going into labor first was really helpful. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have that, if it all, you know, flows and that's what's going to happen, I mean, 
And that's the thing is that everyone should be able to do whatever they want without other people's. There's so much judgment around judgment. everything. Just like we were talking about before with kids and in bed or TV or whatever the hell it is. And it's like, you got to do what's best for you. And that's just a life lesson. I think I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and say it. Yeah. It's a life lesson right there. <laughs> yeah. Bigger picture. I just don't understand where judgment comes from because no one likes to be judged. Right. So why do we so do why so are much? we judging other people so much? Because like we're judging ourselves. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, right. We're judging ourselves. Our mind is set up. The ego is set up to judge, mm. and that's to keep us safe. And so it does that constantly. And so when it sees the outside world as any sort of threat in any which way of its comfort, its job is to judge. And so it's just about us realizing, oh, you're just doing your job, right? Yeah. Right. You're doing your job. You're just doing, it's just, your brain's just doing its job. But that's the same thing. We've talked a lot about jealousy and comparison and stuff like that. And I think that these are conversations that are so important to have because I think people stop themselves from being honest about it. And for you to say like, I was in my diaper crying. And I mean, White Lotus was a fucking wild success, you know? And when you have someone that's on the same exact page as you, and then you watch them skyrocket in front of your face and you're healing from your (laughs) freaking body being sliced open and like mourning who you were, I think it would be really sad if society expected someone to not have feelings of tenderness around like what that looks like to compare themselves to others. But, you know, I find a lot of power in being able to admit when I'm feeling jealous. Yeah. I I remember like early on in my career, uh, the first show that I ever did, my co-star got a call. I, we had both auditioned for the same thing and she got a call back and I didn't. And I remember her telling me about her callback and I, and I didn't say anything rude. I just like, didn't really respond. And then she walked out of the makeup trailer and I felt so bad that like Mm -hmm. in that moment I couldn't show happiness for her. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I knocked on her trailer door and I said, I'm really sorry that I did that. I was, I was feeling jealous. And it was in that moment It was in that moment that I realized that, like, everybody feels this way and there's nothing wrong with admitting that because everyone feels it. Everybody has these moments of feeling jealous. And again, my husband saying you're only jealous of a part of a person really, I don't know, it just, like, blew my mind when he said that. And so even postpartum, like I had conversations with Megan and I said to her, I was like, I hate even using the word jealous because like, I'm not jealous in a way where I'm not happy for you. And she's like, I know. And she said, why don't you switch the word jealous to you desire? You desire to have, to, to work on a show like that, or you desire to, whatever it may be, like, Jealousy doesn't need to be such a negative thing if you can claim power over it. That's right. I love that. I love that you were able to admit that you were jealous. I think it's just such a beautiful quality that is not easy. I don't, I 
I have a hard time with it. Actually admitting it's vulnerable and it's, it's like, very vulnerable. Yeah, you know, but to be, I think it's such a great example and, and to put it out there that you could do that. It makes me be like, what have I been doing? Who do I need to tell him? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, they say it's the thief of joy, but I think it's, it's the thief of your own joy. It's the thief of other people's joy. Like, I feel like just admitting it, I I just never saw there being like a negative result from me being able to admit that I was jealous of someone. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And we've started to say, because jealousy has such a negative Mm -hmm. um, energy attached to it, I say activated. I'm like, that activates me. Because mm. what it does is it wakes up something inside you of me. You use that for trigger too. I do. I use it for trigger too. Mm-hmm. Like it's activating. Like something in me is awake right now. And usually 100% of the times it's pointing to something that I want or that I'm craving. And so instead of making that negative, can we look at that and be like, I'm feeling activated. Like I do desire this because most times when we feel jealous, it's our internal guidance system telling us you want that. Mm -hmm. And like, instead of shutting that off and being like, don't be jealous, just be happy for them. You could also be shutting off your desire. Right. Right. 100%. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of when I was like younger, jealousy manifested itself in terms of attention and attention from men or boys. Like that's, if I could pinpoint the first time I ever felt jealous, it's like when you have a crush on somebody, but your friend starts dating them, you know? Of course. That's the, and we've all had that. Yeah. But it's also an opportunity to learn about yourself. And I had to start asking myself like, well, why do I need that attention? Why do I need that thing? And it makes you kind of hone into, is it something that you really want? Mm -hmm. Like when you're jealous of somebody, is it something that you actually want? Or is it the, the, you know, tale as old as time that someone else has it, so you want it? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but what is that, right? So there's something in that. And I like what you're saying because it may not be exactly what they have, but there's some element, and even if it is just the attention, then going to that part of yourself, what I try to do with that is be like, okay, that's inner child work. Like mm-hmm. there's a part of me that is deeply needing to be seen. And can I give that to that part of me instead of expecting it from the outside world? Like, can I pivot and be like, oh, I get it. You want to be seen. Mm. Yeah. Right. Man, oh man, we've gotten deep I know. from the, get, from the know. get-go. Yeah, we don't we don't mess around. We, don't fuck, we didn't come to fuck around. I mean, we could lighten <laughs> things up a little bit. Oh, but if you want to fuck around, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's fuck around. Uh, what Sex in the City character are you? Oh, God. <laughs> My honest answer or what? Yeah, who yeah. I wish I was? Only honest. <laughs> well, I want to hear both. Yeah, actually. Good call. I... Mm, Ooh, I, I don't think I'm full Charlotte, but I probably have Charlotte tendencies. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm a little, um, I'm type A, 
And I'm very much like, I just noticed Charlotte kind of like when somebody has a problem, she's like, well, what is it? And we need to fix it. And we, mm-hmm. and I, I, I am a little that I, not as pushy, but I guess that that would be, I, I would love to say that I'm like a Carrie or as free and don't give a fuck as Samantha, but I guess that might be for another time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> or another whole life around. Right. Or another whole yeah, life. Another lifetime. Who are you? Who am I? You know, my friend told me the other day that her and her husband were sitting around and talking about Will and Brandy, and they were talking about her and her friends, and they said I was Carrie. I was like, fucking better say I'm Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm See, I want to say that I'm Carrie, but I, I don't feel know like who- if I— s- like, I no one flattered. can say, yeah, it's like someone else has to deem you, Carrie. But let me tell you something. Can I tell you what it was followed up with? They called me Carrie because Carrie makes bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are you, Olivia? I don't know because I would love to say Carrie, but I think I'm more, at least right now, I'm a little bit more ground. Like, I never thought in a million years I would say this, but you're Miranda. I'm feeling more Miranda. I know. Mm. I'm feeling more grounded. I'm feeling more. Miranda's like, the fucking best. Like I'm just feeling a little <laughs> bit more straight. Not that she was straight, but you know. What yeah, I, mean? I know what you mean. I guess I, I don't I guess relate the, to her. Right personality. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. She's pretty smart. You just want me to be a Miranda so that you can stay in Carrie's position. Yeah, because they're the bestest of friends. Yeah, but you can also <laughs> there can be there can be two Carries for not, different no, people. You don't get to be another Carrie. <laughs> I'm just See, kidding. I'm this, messing with this. It. No, See, but this is real. This is real. what I we will do. say though is maybe <laughs> I think that the reason that Sex in the City works is because you find a little bit of yourself in each one. In of all them. of them. That's right. It's true. And that's the whole point. So you know what? I changed my answer because I don't like my answer. I'm all of them. <laughs> yeah. I like it. You are. I think, Every, so. yeah. I think we all are. Everyone has yeah. a Samantha Knight in their past. I've got a lot of Samantha Knights. You have hey. a lot of Samantha hey. Knights. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tell us what your perfect burrito is. My perfect burrito? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Rice. Black beans. Chorizo. Like ground oh, good snap. chorizo. Mm-hmm. Cheese. Sour cream. Guac. And I want it to be like loaded. Like it, like big. Oh, yeah. Is there eggs in it with the chorizo or is it just chorizo? Um, oh, and potato. Um, I would take eggs in it. Like, uh, like there's nothing like a breakfast burrito after a hangover. True. Breakfast That's burritos. my favorite hangover food. Okay. Breakfast burritos are fucking. Bomb. I want one right now. Me too. I'm hungry. We're always hungry. What are your deal breakers in a relationship? Or is this kind of, I mean, you're married. Well, sure. What sure. Would, well, no, yeah. I, um, <laughs> my mother taught me very young. Uh, but, mm, yeah, whatever. We'll go there. Um, I, I, I did say to my husband, Paul, like early on, my three deal breakers are if you cheat on me, if you speak to me like verbally abusive, and if you touch me in any way other than affection. 
Those are three fantastic deal breakers. Absolutely. But, but what I will say is, and I almost hesitate to say this because it's not that I'm, I'm not giving permission because I would fucking break his legs. But I being together so long, like if he had come to me and said, which he would never do, but if he would come to me and say, I was like hammered, I blacked out and I kissed someone. And like, I don't know that I could just be like, get right. out. <laughs> like right. it would break our trust for forever. But we've put a lot of work in. I think that it would be like a lot of therapy. This is another reason that I'm like happy my personal life isn't in the public eye. Because yeah. I'm like, I, I I like to deal with my marital problems on my own. I can't imagine it ever being blown up sure. or, yeah, you know. For sure. Dissected and put on blast. Yeah. But I, but your point being like, you've created this life with someone. You're 10 years in. You have a baby. They made a huge mistake. And not to say trust is broken, but like as you get older and as you gain, you know, life with a person, it does change a little bit. Like your yeah. opinion on things, you know? Well, I think also when you have children, it does change What things. would you do if Jeff came to you and said that? If he kissed someone, I think it would be different than if he slept with someone. Right. But if Jeff came to me and said he blacked out, I'd be like, we have a bigger problem because you're supposed to be sober. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That would so be the that bigger would, issue. Yeah. That would be an issue. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that Paul and I would forgive each other for sleeping with anyone because it is so out of character. Like it would, right. it would have to be something intimate for it to even get to that to get place there. with yes. somebody. Right. But yeah. it's fine. But, but like also what a weird job do we have where like I Paul know. sits on the couch with me and watches something that yeah. I'm on where I'm making out and it's simulating so sex with another person. It's so crazy. <laughs> but yeah. it's different. It's different. Yeah, he's well. Is also, it? he's been on. He's, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> he's been on set. He's like met my love interests. He's like watched. Like he, not that he's been on set for a sex scene, but he just like knows the dynamic of set so well. Yeah. First of all, he's like the least jealous person in That's the world. Great. But but I'm also like he knows that it's the least intimate thing uh, ever. Like people watch and are like, oh my god, you did a sex scene. How was that for Paul? And I'm like, there's like 20 people in the room with us. It's not like this really romantic filming experience. Right. Right. Yeah. You can ask not, for it to be. <laughs> you can you can make it that. <laughs> Is it me? Oh, yeah. if you had to make a horror movie, what's the premise? Well, I have made a horror movie. Okay. Um, it was very fun. Um and actually, it was it was the theme that I always thought of a horror movie. Like, oh. my brother and I always, we would go to, like, haunted houses, and we love haunted houses. But I was like, what's stopping some crazy person from coming in here and, like, actually making this real? Like, when you're walking by and there's the yeah. girl who's, like, begging for your help. Yeah. How do we know that's not real? Oh. And, and that was the whole premise of the horror movie that I did. How crazy. That's so scary. It was so, it was so fun though. So So scary. I never used to like watching scary movies and I always told Paul like the only way I'll watch one with you is the day I do one and then I got cast in one and he was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we can watch scary movies. 
<laughs> Who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, God. I feel like this is going to be very generic. But um, there was that movie on <laughs> on Disney Channel, <laughs> Model Behavior, with Justin Timberlake. Oh, and I forget yeah, the yeah, actress's yeah. name. But where there's like two of her. Okay. One of them is like famous and the other one's normal and they switch places. And so the normal girl becomes the famous one. And she like falls in love with Justin Timberlake. And it was like the first time I've ever gotten butterflies. Yeah. It wasn't even like him in NSYNC. It was him in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he but got cuter after NSYNC. But if, like, I'm was really, <laughs> if I'm really honest, my first crush was um, John Smith and Pocahontas. The animated? The the cartoon, yes. Yeah. Wait, I, that's why I'm looking at you. I'm like, wait, isn't that a cartoon? Yeah, Pocahontas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, paint there's with videos all the colors of, of the wind. Yeah, there's videos of me when I was three years old at the <laughs> character breakfast in Disney World, and John Smith comes over to the table, and I can't oh even look God. at him. You love oh my John God, that's Smith. so cute. That's so yeah. cute. <laughs> that's really cute. Oh, my yeah. God. I can relate. I had a crush on Bart Simpson in fourth grade. What? <laughs> Wait, for me. Wait, I need you to I need, I need you to say why. I was obsessed. This is gonna really date me. I was obsessed with the Bart man. I don't know if you know the Simpsons had an album. Yeah. Bart had that. a rap. Yeah. Called the Bart Man. Hey, what's happening, dudes? I'm the guy with the rep for being rude. Anyway. Keep going. Was, oh no. No, no. That's you for another going. time. Another time. My every, yeah. my husband is obsessed with The Simpsons, and <laughs> he he has lots of tattoos, and he desperately wants one of those bad Simpson tattoos. Have you seen these? No. Yeah. Oh, they're like it's like as if a fourth grader drew Bart. Oh Simpson, my god, I love it. And it's and it says Bert Sampson on it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. amazing. He wants one of those. That's cute. I was in fourth grade, to be this clear. And Bart was in I've fourth grade. And this. I was like, well, he's in fourth grade. I'm in fourth grade. Oh. Yeah, he was a little, because he was a little shit. It all tracks. I know it tracks <laughs> so hard. I don't even know what to oh do with it. Oh, my God. Okay. What's the last thing you Googled? I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lay it on us. It's probably something about a baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can babies eat onions <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute we're, we're starting solids right now it's a journey but it is. Oh, that's so funny yeah. I wanted to know I'm I like onions know seems like something they shouldn't have like they would burp or know. something <laughs> or just like like I try not to cut an onion around her because yeah, I don't need I don't I don't need to, her to cry any more than Charity does. Yeah. <laughs> Has your husband ever tasted your breast milk? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. He said yeah. it. Great. He was like, "Oh, it's kind of sweet," and I it was is. like, "Yes, <laughs> thank yeah. you." Yeah. He he just straight up asked, and I Great. just pumped some into a bottle, so I handed it to him. That's so cute. Okay, what can you say at the dinner table that you can also say in bed? <laughs> it's it's salty. <laughs> That's a That's good the one. best answer so far. That is the best answer so far. <laughs> that is awesome. That was, that was really my, cute. That was my gut instinct. I'm sorry, mom. 
<laughs> right. Sorry, mom. We like the honesty. That nailed it. Yep. Okay. What is your love language? Ooh. Um, words of affirmation and physical touch. Mm-hmm. But I give love in acts of service and words mm-hmm. of affirmation. Aw. I was I like just watching. That. I'm really obsessed with garbage TV in hmm. my new momhood. And um, I'm watching The Ultimatum. Oh, I have. I think I watched the first season. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's crazy. I have to get um, her on all these shows. Like Love is Blind, all that. I tell her. Yeah. So The Ultimatum is basically like six couples arrive. And one person in each couple is issuing an ultimatum to their partner. So they want to get married and their partner does not. And so they have one night where they all break up, quote, unquote, and they then have to date the people from the other couple and pick a partner that they want to go into a trial marriage of with. And so they do a trial marriage with somebody from one of the other couples for Mm -hmm. three weeks then they go back to their original partner and have another trial marriage with their original partner for three weeks. And at the end, they have to decide if they want to be married, be single, or leave with this other person. It's crazy. But one of the guys was like talking about, he's talking with his partner about love languages. And she's telling him what she needs. And he's like, yeah, I don't I don't think that like people need words of affirmation. Like I do acts of service and that's how I that's how I want to be loved. So that's how I love. And was just not computing to him that the fact that like cool, you have your love language of how right. you receive it. But you have to love people in the way they receive it. Right. <laughs> They're two different things. Right. You're like there's another person involved here. Yeah, but it's here. also I do understand that it's hard. Because I think we do naturally give love in different ways. And when someone's like, Mm -hmm. cool, I'm not really looking for that way that you love me that comes so natural for you. I would like this, right? It takes someone's whole consciousness to shift to be aware of that. Yeah. That took me a long time. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. That took therapy for me (laughs) to figure out. Yeah. Because it's not natural. You're like, well, I tell you how beautiful you are every single day and how much I love you. And they're like, well, make the bed. Right. 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 That's that's my husband. (laughs) 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 Yeah. If you could trade lives with any celebrity for a day, who would you pick? Sorry, did I go twice? No. I don't know, um, Meryl Streep, because I would just like to know what it's like to be that good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, she's just, I mean, she's she's Meryl Streep. She's incredible. But I just also really admire how, like, she seems to have a really, seems to, because you just don't know. But she seems to have a very full life Mm. behind the scenes. Right. But she's also just, like, the most decorated actress of all time. And I would just... I would more so love to like sit down with her and like have dinner and yeah, ask her how she does that. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to be in her brain because here's what I'd want to know. I'd want to know if she doubts herself. Mm. Mm. 
I'd want to know what like the really under the hood, what's going on. Mm. I'm sure I'm sure everybody does, right? Yeah. I would imagine. But then when you're Meryl Streep, do you just kind of start to believe people after a while? Yeah. Like, oh, I really am truly gifted at this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's an element though of, and what I hear quite often is like a lot of people like to take the jobs that make them doubt themselves mm-hmm. because, you know, it's more to, you know, take a bite of and to challenge yourself with. Right. Right. Gotta grow. Yeah. I mean, I never even thought that I would get to where I'm at right now. I've just always bit off a little more than I can chew, and it's just landed me here. (laughs) Are you still singing? Um, I was just talking about this with someone. I sing all the time, but I had to make a choice like 10 years ago of what I was going to pursue Mm -hmm. because I was trying to put 100% effort into acting and singing. Mm -hmm. And I was spreading myself too thin and I wasn't putting 100% into either. And so at the time I was working on a show. So I was like, well, this is working for me. So I'm going to do this. But I think at some point I will release music. But I'm I'm thankful that I'm going to do it with no expectations. Because at this point in my life, like, I'm not trying to go on a radio tour for promotion or go on a, you know, 60 city tour. Like I have so much fun performing in front of people, but that it's taken me a little while to adjust to the idea that that might look different. Like it could be doing a a Broadway show eventually. It could be doing a musical movie. It could be like just as long as I can sing in general mm-hmm. or release music and not care what yeah. it does. Like, I just want to not look back at my life with any regret saying like, oh, man, I wish that I released music at some point in my life. Yeah. What's your go-to song, karaoke? Ooh, um, depends on how many drinks I've had. <laughs> um, <laughs> Redneck Woman by Gretchen Wilson mm-hmm. is high up there. Um Rolling in the Deep by Adele, mm. if if I'm trying to show off. <laughs> um, but uh, me, me and Megan, actually, one of our favorite things to do, because we both love to sing, we like to go to the Korean karaoke places. Oh, yeah. where the best. Where we get a room, but it's just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and, and Aisha has yet to join, who was our— um, the other one of the three of us. Um, she's been Australia every, in Australia every time that we've gone, but we just, the three of us love to sing so much. And it's like, we don't want to sift through sitting through other people singing. So yeah. that's just no, this is the like, best no, way. The most honest, that. perfect. I'm with you. That's so yeah. fun. I forgot, I forgot about those. I did too. Oh, they're to so fun. And when we do our show in Nashville, yes, you can come sing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, or I'll take, or I'll take you guys to Santa's Pub. Have you ever heard of what that is? No, what's what that? is it? So, oh, Santa's Pub is a place here. It's like a double wide trailer that's a karaoke spot. 
Um, all of the drinks are cash only. It's like $2 beers and stuff. And you go in and the guy who owns it is Santa. And he looks <laughs> like Santa. And you do karaoke. And you just like, like Ed Sheeran went there after he played like the biggest arena show ever. And was just singing karaoke with random people. That's so a really cool. fun That's vibe. So cool. That's a great vibe. Yeah. That's my kind of vibe. And is everyone in Nashville now? There's so many people that are in Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that were from I feel LA, like. I mean, oh yeah, there's like a entire like crowd of people that I just feel like. I mean, I moved here nine years ago, so I was a little before the you big were. big wave. Yeah, mm-hmm. but since the pandemic a lot of people. I think just now with especially actors, everything's on self-tape. So I I realized that even back nine years ago where I was like, most of my auditions are tapes. So why not live somewhere where I can afford like a backyard and a house? Right. Yeah. Or yeah. where I want to live. Like right. you're not yeah. tethered to Los Angeles anymore, which is great. Yeah. A lot of I mean, I, I do, I, I do like have, I have such fond memories of living in LA and that's, I think for me, the beauty of going back yeah. as a visitor now is like, I get to like hit all my favorite spots and it feels like a vacation now. And if I ever do have to work in LA or get to work in LA, I'll get to be there and it's familiar to me and nice. But yeah, I definitely, I've definitely loved living in Nashville. So cool. Yeah, so cool. I mean, I got to say she hasn't been, so we're going to have to go. We'll come see you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Please let me know when you're here or at least let me send you all of my favorite recommendations so that you can have. (laughs) Oh, no, we'll let you know when we're there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Have fun beyond Broadway. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You can't pay me to go to Broadway unless someone's visiting. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone wants to go there. Yeah. And then it's fun. Yeah, for, for sure. Visitors. <laughs> for visitors. For yeah. visitors. Agreed. Um, well, thank you for being so open with us today. And oh, my gosh. Thank you. Congratulations for- on your baby and all the newfound love and things that come along with it. <laughs> thank you. And thank yeah. you. I mean, I love the podcast. And I've obviously in prep for this, I've listened to many, many, many episodes. Aww. I was just listening to Gina Rodriguez's and I was like, so cute that she's talking about how she wants to have a baby and now she has one. Isn't oh, it? I know. Yeah. yeah. We fell in love with her. Oh, yeah. During that she podcast. We're like, she is, is incredible. Phew. Yes. She's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. This thank was so you lovely. So much. This what was a amazing. Treat. Yeah. My husband got to watch the baby the whole time and I got to be down here hanging out with you guys. Ah, you're like, this is great. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday. We, we were like, these. This is self-care. Like having these moments yeah, yeah, to yeah. connect yeah. and talk about the things that matters is self-care. Yeah. And and like just talking to other moms. We got to stick yeah. together. Yeah, It's a crazy hood to be a part of motherhood. It is. It We're sure here is. for you. Thank you. Anything. Thank yeah. you so Thank much, you. my dear. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. Okay, guys. Okay, you guys. So... Olivia, I think Olivia is ovulating right now, and she has pain on her, just her <laughs> well, left side. You can side. see it now. Oh, you yeah, can you can see, you can see what her she's ovulating. going through. You can. I get that yeah, some like months right when here. I'm ovulating, I can feel it, and it hurts really bad on the side that the egg is ready to like drop. 
I've always heard that, but never experienced it. How good is it. that music video of Far Side? Do you know it? Drop. It's such a good drop. Do, 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 do. Okay. Anyways, we will look it up later. Point is, do you? Olivia's, no, I have no idea what she's talking Are you about. kidding? Oh my God. The way you're wait, wait, saying wait, wait, it sounds like Beastie Boys. You can't it. play it because then we'll have to take it. it down like Drake. Okay, you guys, there's something that I've noticed on my Instagram recently. Okay. Like, you know, you can go to see what photos you're tagged in. Oh. And I mm-hmm. go to my tagged page mm-hmm. and there are very explicit sex videos. Of you? Of you? No! Oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I see. I realized how that could sound because I'm like, I'm tagged in them. No. They're very explicit. T- I haven't like clicked on them because I'm like scared. I'm like, what? Th- what is this? You right. Because I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, so I was curious. I'm like, oh my God, are they putting like sex things on my Instagram because of those quotes that are out there? And I started like freaking out. But then I w- went and looked at other people's Instagrams and they're everywhere. Okay. It's like Russian bots doing it. I don't know, but it's really weird. So someone wrote me something about what? I got to find it. It's about like someone's pretending to be you. And that happens all the time. Yeah. And offering like. What? Yeah, there's, I don't, scam, there's always scam yeah, shit like always that going scams. on. Okay. Well, anyways, offering sex. I don't know. A lot of people sex. are now being tagged with these like sex videos and I want to know like why Instagram doesn't have a handle on it. Like it's weird. Yeah, that's it creepy. I think you can remove things, but I you, don't remember how to do it. You just report it and then it Yeah, I report it and block it. Oh, okay. I will be doing that after this. Thank you. Uh, we have a neighbor that she walks her dog a lot. Up and yeah. down the street. I think I've seen she's, her. That's the end of the story. Yep. Um, <laughs> she's like late 30s. A okay. single woman that lives in the apartments on the corner. Yeah. And I guess she walks up our street and there's this like old man that's always sitting out in front of one of the other apartment buildings that mm-hmm. gives her dog sausages. Um, and then she gets stuck having conversations with this man. Yes. And... Uh, she told Natalie the other day that the last time she went over there, he uh, brought up something about her being a sex worker. Excuse me? He thinks that she's a sex worker. And... <laughs> what I want to know is this conversation that happened between this older gentleman and the young lady walking her dog. Wait. I think I'm lost. No, the man who gives her dog sausages the yeah. last time they spoke was he alluded implied he implied that, that she's a, a sex, sex worker. worker to the woman yeah. to the woman and she got very offended and left right away. Oh, yeah, that's offensive. Yeah. Well, well, is it? I mean, right. It's a then I was like, like uh, well, know, is it or is it a compliment? Way, but just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, here's why it's offensive is because if someone's not a sex worker, she's not. She's a lawyer. And uh, like screenwriter, right? But the reason the reason it could be offensive isn't because there's anything wrong with being a sex worker, but right. it's because if you're not someone who wants to be paid for sex, and he, someone's trying to solicit you in that way, that could be offensive. He was like asking about a friend and saying like, "Do you think she can get sex work or something like that?" And then he was like, "Well, that's what you do, sex work." Oh, uh, he was trying to get his friend a job in the field. I th- something like that. 
or maybe he was like throwing it out there to see if it lands. Like, I'm looking for sex work. Like, that's what you do, right? Or looking to pay for sex. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that she can hmm. take what? the bait. Do you yeah. think he just hands sausages out as like an open invite? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Don't you? Maybe yeah. that's his move. That's how you find out, right? Is that like a code? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I gave you a sausage. I like, gave you my sausage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. I kind of find that annoying. I don't have, like it. Have you it. ever been mistaken for a sex worker? Have I? <laughs> yeah. um, probably. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I feel like in, in youth, maybe. No? I don't know. Have you? I, I'm not to my knowledge. Have you been offered? like Sex you're, for money? Yeah. What is happening here? Is like <laughs> salt in the brunine? Like. What'd you say? <laughs> He's just—he's throwing little snossages at Rachel. You can't see under the table. No, but you're—you're you're a public figure. It wouldn't be that weird if you got some like weird. I guess it probably would have been filtered before it got to you. But some sort of weird request that this like foreign royalty was going to offer you a lot of money to go to a party or right? Why does that have to be sex? Maybe they want me to sing. <laughs> Where are you? You're uh, going out of town, Olivia. Where are you going? I'm going to Maine. Maine? What's in Maine? You got a wedding no, there? No, have you? No. It's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be. We'll see. A wedding. Yeah. A wedding. That's what I assumed. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Maine, I have a question. They're all the my, my kids' friends, like they're talking about sleepaway camps, right? She said all my kids' friends. All, all your my kids', kids friends. friends. <laughs> She's got one. It's <laughs> not true. They're going to sleepaway camps. Mm-hmm. And like they're looking back east, whatever. One was... 26 days. Hmm. I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no way. Also, my daughter probably wouldn't be able, like, not be, not, not be able to, but uh, she doesn't sleep out. So they're going to go to a 12-day one. So what is your opinion on, like, sending? Where is it? Well, one was in Maine. The other one they're looking at, I think, is in Minnesota or something. You're going to be fine with her being across the country from I'm saying that we're not doing it. I just want your opinion. You just said you're doing a 12-day one. I thought you were asking about sending Briar to that. No, she's not. That's not. She's not that type of girl. (laughs) (laughs) I was shocked. I I was was looking at you like. 29 was too long, but we decided 12 12 was fine in Minnesota. I just wanted your opinion. I'm not into it. Yeah, I don't think I would send what I mean, what age? Like nine-ish? Nope. Yeah, probably not. Mm-mm. Okay, I was just curious. But I'm a little... But to me, yeah. the idea of like going back... He's like Stella has done it two summers in a row and Stella did it at 10 and 11. And like the idea of like going away to summer camp back east like sounds awesome. Well, that I think sounds at a incredible. Age, I think at, at a certain, certain age. I yeah, couldn't yeah. even do it when I was a kid. Like I went once and like, then I, I didn't go back. couldn't do it back. now. We know you got oh, the, the trunk. trunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tried to find a Sleepaway turquoise camp? gold trunk. Someone for sent your us a turquoise trunk. Excuse me, a picture? Not yeah, picture. Sorry, not an actual trunk. Like from Target, from like the late eighties, early nineties. I don't know. I'll have to look. I, I found like one, but it was a little too. It was more of like a green, like a teal, of like a forest it green. Been te- oh, oh, it wasn't forest green. It's more like a forest green. It was a nice trunk. 
Oh, you were going to give it to me for my oh, birthday? It going to be your birthday gift. Oh, see, that's thoughtful. That goes back to what we were talking about last week. It wasn't turquoise enough, though. Mm-mm. So then I gave no. up yeah. and got you bagels and donuts instead. That was the best thing mm-hmm. ever. Way right to my heart. So would you, like, I feel like if I was going to send my kids on that, I would want to be back east as well? Yeah, you know, I would have to stay there. Like, yeah. there's no chance I drop them off and I'm in L.A., no, I don't even know how I would do sleepaway camp for that many I days. I do think it's good for them. It's great for them. I do. And it'd be fun to not have kids for like a month. <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm so, we're so attached that like that amount of time, I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> but that's health. I need more time away. We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my therapist have talked about this. I know we I need more time away. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, but do you think that there's something wrong with that in any way? Or No, not at no. all. I think it's great. Okay. I think it's great. Yeah. I just feel like a little bit of a weenie that I'm like, no. Nah. But I also know my daughter and she doesn't like love sleeping yeah. out. So I just don't know how that would be for her. Yeah, the thought of that bamboozles you? Yeah, it bamboozles me a little bit. And then don't you have to have – see, and then I get into like – then I go dark. Like what? Like what would happen at the camp? Like when they're swimming? The tornadoes? All of it. <laughs> like how they get there on the plane, on the thing. Well, like you take them. Yeah, you oh, die you together. Do. Okay, I you thought they were... drop them off. You think oh, okay. they send them on the plane by themselves? So oh, no, then they you... fly to you Maine fly or to no, wherever. You get, okay. you get them an Uber. Wait, what were you picturing? Like you just send them on the like, camp Like, bye, plane? you're leaving. Have Here's a good a camp time. <laughs> they send for the kids. Yeah, like they no. pick them up in a bus no, and put them on a plane. Them off and pick them up. Okay. <laughs> if you're staying nearby, I, don't, I mean. If you're staying nearby. Still, I did overhear my daughter talking about it with her friend. She's like, well, maybe I would try it for like a night or two, but then I would probably. <laughs> Are they all go. going? I think a couple might do it. Wow. Next summer. Yeah. Next okay. summer. Okay. Yeah. Next summer. So in a year. But, you know, they're the ones that sleep over and they sleep out and they're more comfortable with that. I just, you know. Right. I know. It's like a great – I would be like, okay, a trial run. Like maybe somewhere not far you can drive to and it's like a week one. And They have once great a little ones older, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or sleep over at a friend's house first. Or try to sleep at a friend's house. <laughs> maybe that's step maybe one. Maybe that's where we start. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I know. I don't know. I know. I know, guys. I don't know. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's our conversation. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the thought of it's sweet, though. Like you send them packages yeah, and, and they open it and like. And, but I will say, mail is very slow. Even when you prioritize just regular mail, it's two three days. No, like I was guaranteed like a two-day thing. It took like five to seven. Well, it depends which carrier you're using too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like UPS versus FedEx right. versus USPS. Yes. USPS has gotten pretty slow. I was going to say USPS was a little slow. Not to like say I'm not saying anything bad. Like thank you for all of your work. Ever since that election. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> Reel it in. Reel it in. Speaking of real inn, yeah. Have you ever eaten there in Malibu? The is real there a restaurant inn? called? I don't think yeah. I have. Shut her phone. We can't do this. No, no we can't. I, just, I was going to say I mean, it's going to be hard because yeah. she can't online shop when there's mm-hmm. video. You guys, I'm not online shopping. It's just that Briar's on her way home. And so that was a message from the mothers that are 
picking Oof. her up, I had to make sure. That's all. That's the only reason I checked. Yeah, USPS gotten real slow. <laughs> this is but really no offense, riveting, guys. No, no offense to any postal <laughs> like workers. Like the real in in Malibu. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, she says. You, you guys, get to pick your fish like in front of your face, you know? They're alive. There's things that are alive, I think, but then it's like oh, a I fish market and yeah, you order market. and yeah. Did you guys ever go to like a Mandarin restaurant where you'd pick your lobster out from the tank? No. In Maine. In Maine. Oh, not in Maine. You're going to see it in Maine. I'm going to see a lot of it in I Maine. I think I saw it on Martha's Vineyard. Didn't we see it at the place we went to I when for the lobsters? I we were didn't in ever Canada? do it, but Oh yeah. Remember we went yeah, to a we restaurant to, um, and Rodney's Oyster House. Yeah, don't they have the live they stuff do. there? Rodney's yeah. Oyster House is great in Vancouver. Everybody, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. No, Use code Broad Ideas when you're feel there. So bad for the lobsters, you know, and you know, lobsters. You think they mate for life, but I feel like that's been debunked. We'll have to check on that. But I do think do I've they read. Mate for life? No, not that. That um. uh, <laughs> they would. They live like pretty infinitely the only way they die is from humans yeah not they don't die from natural causes i think what i don't think they have what what it's just i've read something about this <laughs> i don't know specifically but i think yeah lobsters I'm gonna from other so predators or lo- they're like the killer whales of crustaceans this might wait how me, long do no, they live things eat well yeah them. They, that's what i'm saying that's not from natural causes I not not it's not like right, their right. heart just <laughs> they don't they don't age or i mean they age but their body doesn't deteriorate they don't need botox let me see well, you know, like Phoebe on Friends are like, you know, they walk around in the tank and holding claws. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. This is a myth. Oh, what you just said is a can myth? Can you look yeah, up how many it. years lobsters ask, live? Or can you look up if they are soulmates and they but Are mate? they soulmates? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if Google's going to be able to answer that. <laughs> are lobsters soulmates? If they mate for they, they mate for life. For life. So, unlike people, as lobsters age, they do not weaken. They continue to grow, and they feed as normal and reproduce. They can regenerate limbs if they lose them. Dang. Um, can you two lifespan for a typical lobster? Yeah. Thank you. I really want to know the, lo- the soulmate thing. Yeah, I don't. But Google can't answer that. What do you mean? They can, they they can they answer if they life. mate for life, but how do you know that's a soulmate? You think they're, it's more like a cellmate? Oh, I think mate? there's... Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, I think there's plenty of people that mate for life that shouldn't even know each other. Mm. Male European lobsters live to 31 years old and females to 54. Okay, that's um, not that old. Lobsters can be bigger and much older. They can live over 100 years. Wow. This site says the estimated 40 to 50 years in the wild. Hundred years, that's cool. The oldest lobster is estimated to be between 140 and 150 years old. Wow. Oldest lobster ever recorded. That's wow. amazing. Now can you look up soulmates, please? <laughs> lobster soulmates. Let's <laughs> people want to know. You remember what I did to you? Yeah. Oh, let's just tell this story. That was a good one. Oh, was it? Was it? Um what I need a better search. <laughs> Did you put just put our lobster soulmate? No, that <laughs> lobster soulmate. Okay, our lobster soulmate. <laughs> yeah, please. I want to know what it says. Are they? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> While plenty of animals practice long-term monogamy, lobsters are not amongst them. 
lobsters actually mate by a weird system of serial monogamy. What? What? Uh, it's not exactly a one-night stand, but it's not a lifelong commitment either. That is very vague. So they're very close to humans. Penguins mate for life, though, don't they? I thought so. So I thought well, ducks. Should we just spend most <laughs> of this on Google? On what animals mate for yeah. life? I mean, that's probably the better search. Not just do penguins yeah. mate for life. We just keep <laughs> throwing out seals. <laughs> sea lions, otters. mate for life? Uh, yeah. Gibbons? Okay. What's a gibbon? Gibbons a bird. Uh, nope. Nope, it's, it's a, a it's monkey. A tweed, yeah, tree-dwelling ape. I meant a monkey. Not Swans, sorry, wolf. <laughs> wolf? Bald eagles, albatross. Mm-hmm. Wolf, huh? Wolf. Penguins. Thought so. Beaver, barn owl, black barn vulture, owl. coyote. What? Ew. Coyotes do? Seahorses. See, now I'm going to feel bad about coyotes. Because it's like someone's life. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Or a woman. Or chick. Termites. What? Ooh. And the dick dick. What? I'm sorry, What's what? a dick dick? <laughs> I love dick dick. Uh, it's like some antelope looking guy. He's kind of cute. A dick dick? Oh. Okay, well now, instead of being my lobster, you're my dick Whoa, dick. You're my these. dick dick. That's better. <laughs> Way better. Yeah, we mm. always dick called dick. each other lobster, but now it's dick dick. Now it's dick dick. <laughs> now it's dick dick. <laughs> my dick dick. You're my dick dick. <laughs> yeah, so one day when we were really young... I don't know how old we were. She was probably 19. like 19. We were at this bar. Mm-hmm. And Rachel's like, the next guy. Wait, you guys are at a bar before you were 21? We grew up in Los Angeles. Bob. How did you get in? Anyways, continue. <laughs> Any Hulehauser. She says, the next guy who walks in is my soulmate. <laughs> so in walks Eric. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, Rachel. Do you remember what you just said? And she's like, Geeked out because Eric already liked Rachel. It was already a thing. Did you like Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but we didn't know Eric was going to the bar that night. Mm -mm. It wasn't like we had plans. By the way, I did not remember this part of the story. I just remembered the phone thing. No. So this is what happened. Like we didn't have plans to go with him. We were off doing our own thing at a random bar. He happened to show up and he happened to be the next guy that walked in that door. And so we freaked. We were like, Oh, oh my shit. God, Eric's your soulmate. So they start <laughs> talking. She puts his number in her phone as soulmate. Okay. Doesn't put Eric, but soulmate. So that. Did you not have his number yet? No. No. That was like the first night they exchanged numbers and like. But they, you were friends. They weren't. No. She was friends. I was okay. really good friends with him. He was at my house one night. Rachel was there. He walks in. He's like, what the fuck? You're the cutest thing I've ever seen. Ooh, and like, fuck? he did. I think it was like, literally, I think he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> when he saw her face. I don't remember any of that. I do. Because I was like, right? Um, and so they exchange numbers. Flirty, flirty, flirty. She puts him in her phone as soulmate. They start talking, texting, like, oh, every time. There was texting when you guys were 19? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was like you had to press like 10 yeah. times. You have on to one press key 10 times. Yeah. But then um, she was in the other room. So after a few weeks of them talking, I took her phone and I changed 
his name from soulmate to cellmate. <laughs> and she fucking lost her mind because <laughs> he called and she's like, cellmate? Wait, what? Like, why does it say cellmate? It never even crossed her mind that someone took her phone and changed it. And she was like, what is this? Like, what does this mean? And she lost it. And I was sitting. I had no idea. She had no idea. And she you was never like, talked to Eric She basically again. was like, is this an omen? Like, is this a sign? Like, how did it just change? And she's fucking in the corner. Just <laughs> dead. 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 Chuckling her little face off. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so then we started calling him her cellmate. Yep. Did you guys date for a while? No. No? Not that long. Not that long. I I shouldn't have changed your... So he he wasn't your cellmate. He took a very long time to even, like, kiss me. That's what it was. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. It kind of got friend-zoned because he took so long. I think he was, like, trying to do it right with her. And Eric (laughs) was not the guy that did it right. Like... Well, and, he also and, hooked up with all of our other friends, <laughs> like all of them. But then it's good because he ended up with our friend for years. Yeah, years so it and like years. worked out yes, to be the right thing. It all worked out. He stayed in the friend group, however, but it worked out. But yeah. it's true, though. Don't you find that like if someone doesn't, you start to be like, "What's up?" You know? Absolutely. It was like a very long time. Jeff almost did that to me. Oh, yeah. Didn't you like say something? I said something. Yeah. What'd you yeah. say? Well, when he first finally kissed me, I said, thank God, now I can be affectionate. Because oh, I didn't yeah. know how to be with him. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. are we friends? Are we? It was, to me, it was like too long. Yeah. And then finally he kissed me. And then he said that he wanted to make sure it wasn't too long. Yeah. Because I think he had done that before to someone. Mm. Interesting. Have you done that? I don't know. Rob's like, guys, go for Have it. it you, you don't know if you friend zoned anyone before? Probably. Has someone friend zoned you? Probably. Are you feeling timid? No, I'm just, <laughs> it was a long time ago. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Did you and Natalie start off as friends? Yeah, but she had a boyfriend. Mm. Oh, I see how you were. Salty little minx. So, <laughs> yeah, we were friends. Mm. You know what I find incredibly aggravating? When people are passive aggressive, hate it. Like, if there's something you want to express, express it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like someone who's trying to maintain a positive relationship with you, when they come at you with passive aggressiveness, it just makes you want to go further away. Will you agree? Yeah. Do you keep anyone in your life who's passive aggressive? Well, I think everybody can have an element of... Yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you think you're, I mean, I would imagine I'm at sure times you're, you're passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. You were super passive aggressive with me. I'm what? Not. No, I'm, she's aggressive, aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> I know, with me. Yeah. She's aggressive with you. Yeah. She doesn't hold anything back. She'll be like, Rahab. Yeah. No, I think there's certain people, but I also think does that borderline eggshell patterns? Yeah, I feel like I try to move away from those people in my life, to be honest. Yeah. I don't really feel strong to nurture relationships with people that are really passive aggressive. Yeah, I think that's Do you call people out when you It depends. feel them being passive aggressive? It depends on who it is. And I the feel like it's a real strong personality trait. Like you have to work really hard to undo that. 
And typically the people that are really passive aggressive aren't ones who tend to take self-responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to change if you like can't take- Like I think passive aggressiveness sucks. can go hand in hand with someone who might, you know, have narcissistic tendencies or-, or Victim mentality. Or, or all of it. Mm-hmm. Like I think it Martyr. kind of goes, yeah. What forms do people do passive aggressive things that have turned you off from them? Like, do you have examples? Yeah, I think in, like, the past, like, certain relationships where, Mm -hmm. like, somebody can't just be up front, I don't think that's attractive. Right. You know what I mean? So they try and send signals for you to get it, but then they're disappointed when you don't. Yeah. That's not fair. No. That's what bothers me is it's not fair. Don't set me up to fail. Right. You know? Yeah. Just be open and honest and transparent even though it's hard for me to do but I don't do that you know what I mean or I just won't say anything (laughs) I remember I had I mean I've lived with a lot of people in this one house like a lot of roommates and a lot of stuff like that and I remember this one roommate like left cleaning products out but like it was it was so obvious because they didn't use them Mm -hmm. but it was like I'm gonna Uh leave these out so you'll clean as you opposed, yeah, you're messy. I'm not messy at all now. I probably was when I was young, but it was. I remember it being like, "That's fucking obvious, right?" Like instead of doing that, just say, "Hey, would you mind cleaning up?" Or would you do the dishes? Right. Or something. Say something instead of being like, "I'm gonna put these here," you know? Yeah, that's no, annoying. That's progressive. Yeah. How do you balance? that then being a people pleaser that won't confront someone. You just swallow it and be like, well, I guess this is how it is. I know how she does it. How, how do she I do it? do it? You, you, you give your answer and then I'll I say if it's true. It because she's not a people pleaser with the people she's actually close to. And so if she's close to the person, she's not going to shy away from confrontation. She'll say it. It's the people she's not close with that she does the people-pleasing, non-confrontational stuff. Right? Yeah. Great. We must be real close. You are. <laughs> yeah. She's comfortable with comfortable. you. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable. 100%. Because, like, if you wanted me to do something, you would say it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. after we finish recording, Olivia and I are going to wash Rachel's car for her because she told us. she told us we had to. Yeah. She said, yeah. if you want to be you part of this that. show. Yeah. I need my car washed. Yeah. You guys, please. I did go to the car wash, which was a miracle. What? I was on the phone with you. Oh, yeah, that's right. And my mind was blown when you yeah. did it then, too. I didn't go to the <laughs> car wash. I had my last car for, I think, like three years. And I didn't go to the car wash once. Yeah. Calvin and I do the car wash after soccer practice. That's usually. very cute. He every loves. week? Um, Almost every week. We didn't, we wow. didn't the week a couple weeks ago because the hurricane was coming. He really wanted to. And I was like, I'm not going to wash the car. It's about to rain. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have them come to your house. Little well, bougie Rob. Little snobby Robbie. It's not my wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a cute tradition though. I feel like that kids is. like that. Do you let your yep. kids eat in your car? Nope. Okay, this you is You do. I've found oh my God, so much food so in your much car. Food in my car. I how do you not. not let kids eat in the car? I know. I don't understand I have how that works. Like that too. Natalie Nicole's does. like that. She was just like, no. She, um, he knows he can do things in her car and not my car. 
So what if you're going on a long drive? My car is a full-blown mom kid car. Like, there's no way of hiding that. Well, if we're going on a full-blown drive, he's not eating because he's going to throw up. Right. Mm, That's true. So we don't know how Vincent's going to be. We'll stop and eat somewhere. We're going to drive two, three hours at a time anyways. I need snacks My kids are snack holes. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, throw snacks at them 24 hours a day. Well, I guess I then have a question. Calvin gets hungry before bed every night. Oh, it's a thing. He well, eats every so night. much dinner. Yeah. No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like, they always want something right when they're supposed to go to bed. And what do you do? I, don't ask me. I give it to we, him. We told them that he can have, we've just implemented, you can have one more snack at seven and that's it. Because he'll not finish his dinner, say he's full. Yeah, of course. Want right. dessert. Right. And then seven o'clock, Right. Eight o'clock rolls around and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. going to bed and he's like, I'm yeah. too hungry. I can't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I've started being proactive, like coming at him before it's almost bedtime. Like now's your chance for your last snack and then you're going to have to brush teeth and go to bed. Yeah. So. Right. Because we're That's, also trying not to have a weird relationship with him and food of right. like you have to finish everything on your plate. No, course, eat to your full. But then he's hungry in an hour and a half. Right. All I do is feed my kids. You you have yes, it's uh, all a Elliot constant. I'm a short order snack cook, yeah. snack all the time, and for the most part, I say yes every time. You do, you say yes mostly. Do they're, you just? Des- they're growing boys. Do you do dessert every day? Every day, we we let it, that's. I mean, it's a one of the first things that goes as a punishment is dessert. Right. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, mine's iPad, but TV second. I'm a little yeah. too lenient with sugar. They get one um, treat, one dessert. After just for dinner. dinner. Yeah. They get a popsicle. And I'm like, it's just fresh frozen fruit juice. Like, it's a, really that big of a deal. We have like a des- snack drawer that he can go pick out, like a piece of chocolate or still have Girl Scout crap. From- I still have Girl Scout crap in the laundry room. I think I convinced Briar we're not doing it this year. Girl Good. Scouts? Yes. She kind of wanted to do it, but a lot of her friends didn't. And I'm like, well, we can just take this opportunity to do other things you want to do because it's a, it's a lot. Like horseback riding. No, like she's going to do gymnastics and soccer That's and awesome. That's what she's That's doing. That's a lot. You can't do Girl Scouts on no, top we're of not that. Doing That's it. too much. But like if part of me is like she loved it and earning the badges. It was really sweet. Yeah. But it's a lot. And school's a lot and everything else is a lot. So I am feel good. feel real good about it. What do you do with – the kids being ungrateful. Ooh. We work on gratitude a yeah. lot, all the time, constantly. So you're proactive. You're, you're proactive about it, so it doesn't get to that point. I try to be. Briar's always very good about being appreciative and saying her thank yous and whatever. But then it gets to a certain point where I'm like, does she just have too much? You know, that's how it is with Calvin. Mm-hmm. Where if he doesn't get what he wants, he thinks it's unfair because he's used to. Mm-hmm. Getting mm-hmm. things and he gets a lot compared yeah. and but down comparing to like what we had as kids isn't right productive right right so well trying to explain to him like hey dude you get music lessons you have soccer you have rock climbing like right. you don't get a fucking play date today or the friend thing and as mm-hmm. he gets older it's a real thing oh maybe it's I don't know it's a real thing like that's all my daughter wants to do. Every day, you know, so it, it's everything's a lot. It all I don't have any of busy. That. None of them. No, well, it's because Elliot doesn't have any friends. Hey, 
because. Uh, so do you do you deal with him? Like we had a big issue last night, actually, because he told our nanny that he doesn't appreciate her. Who said That's that? What, that was the Elliot. language you used. Elliot said, "I don't appreciate you." To yeah, the nanny. Yeah, and I got and very was- upset. What was the circumstance in which he said it? Though? The the circumstance was, I think she probably wanted him possibly to do something he didn't want to do or said no to some sort of sugar or That's, something I mean, like that. That seems more like a flippant, like... It was, but I was shocked that he yeah. used those words and I was so upset. And it seems I, like he's just mimicking you though or some, someone else. I don't know. Do you think he fully acknowledges? No, that, I, like, and I called her over and I hugged her and I was like, I want you to know how much we appreciate you. And like, we talked to Elliot about that. Like, Was there like a consequence or anything from saying that? Or? There was a consequence. He doesn't get his iPad this weekend, Ooh, which is... That's more of a punishment He only <laughs> gets his yeah, iPads that punishment. on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And... iPads? Multiple? No, I'm sorry. They, I have two kids, so I'm thinking iPads. They only get their iPad on the weekend. So he does not get it this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a rough weekend rough for weekends. me. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah I, know, I know, but, but I need that. Stick, I know, it's so hard. You have to stick to those things. Nothing, he doesn't care about anything else. That's how Cal. Like, but, if yeah. I'm like, you can't have a popsicle tonight, he'll be like, okay. But if I say you don't get an iPad this weekend, that's going to yeah. But isn't, in. aren't you supposed to reinforce with positive things versus neg- negative? Well, I've tried that. And the thing that's is, what that's what they, I know that's what they say. It's a hard. That's to, what they say. But I think that at this point, like Jeff was like last night and Jeff was like, look, he needs consequences because mm-hmm. oftentimes we try and go around it and we try and do positive reinforcement. And I tried to take the focus off of Elliot and give it to Anna and really model what it looks like to appreciate someone and give him the example of that. But at a certain point, he's been being so mean to me every day. Like when I tell him it's bedtime or brush your teeth or whatever. And so Jeff's like, enough is enough. Like there has to be a consequence for Mm -hmm. his behavior. He's in school right now. Yeah. I did read that it is, it's better if the kids are good at school and then dealing with I've heard backlash. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. And that it's that it's because he's spending eight hours a day trying to stay in line. And yeah. he's gonna lash out at home where he's mm-hmm. comfortable. And he feels safe. Yeah. Right. He feels safe to do it. And right. it's better he he's safe. doing it there than at school, but it doesn't make it any easier to deal with. No, no, it's it's really his tone to me that's an issue. He talks to me like he's a teenager. That's mm-hmm. how Calvin's gotten. What? Bad. Already? Yeah. Natalie had like a horrible day with him today. Oh, I feel her. Does he do it to you? No, he's pretty good with me. He doesn't do it to Jeff either. I don't understand that. I don't get that. I guess it's because they feel the safest. Yeah. The mom? Maybe. I don't know. I have the same thing. I mean, it's also because she's dealing with it more than I am. That's what I say. I'm like, the yeah. reason he's doing it's it to me quanti- is because I'm the one game. saying, get up, brush your teeth, five more minutes, right. all the things, all, all the things time. All the time. Yeah. 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 It's rough. It's it is rough. Does Briar ever come with teenage sass? Um, I don't know if I'd call it teenage sass, but we've had things recently where we, 
if she starts like acting a certain way or, you know, complaining or whatever. And I'll be like, fine, well, you're not gonna, you know, that's fine. You just don't have to go or you just don't get this or whatever. You're being so hard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. am I? Because Cal- Calvin keeps you know? saying he wants to go live somewhere else. Like Elliot all my other friends too. get to do this. Like, I want to go live at Wolfie's house. Aw. Yeah. And I was like, we have a Wolfie Natalie was like, school. all right, go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We right. do that too. I'm like, that's okay. You can go find other people to live with. I'll cuddle Shepherd at night. And <gasps> then he's like, Oh, you do oh, that. Oh, that's low blow. Yeah. He knows I'm teasing. <laughs> And he'll be like, I don't want to go anywhere. And I'm like, I didn't think you did. Because you don't, they don't yeah, want to go no, anywhere. Of course not. My, yeah, Elliot tells me I'm mean every day. You're just mm-hmm. so mean. I'm like, no, you need to brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just facts. Yeah. I was, you know, Briar's a pretty, she's easy. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She is. So when we have our moments, it feels that much more yeah. monumental because it's usually so easy, you know? Yeah. She's very agreeable. She listens really well. Yeah, she's so like when sweet. we have if she's tired or whatever and we have our moments, they feel a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. She called me rough. Yeah. I'm never rough. <laughs> you know, but that was her word to describe. Like if I say something that's like, well, you're not gonna get to do this then. Oh, you know what Shepard's doing lately, what? which is so awful. It's so bad. He tells me, and Anna, I hate you. And you can't even understand, like, no one would know he's even saying hate. He's like, I hate you. And he's like, I hate school. I'm going to break it. Yeah. And then he's like, he told me I hate you. And I'm learning. I have someone coming to my house to teach me how to deal with it. But it's still hard. Like, I don't like the way it feels. Yeah. Right. Do you think he knows what it means? Like, understand. I think he knows it's a strong I know it's like dislike. I feeling about angry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. That was Olivia <laughs> rapping. That was me rapping. You guys. All right. This has been really fun. Rob. So, it's so fun. Everyone gets to see Rob's face still. I just. I Look just at that little just, face. I just want to pay a little tribute to the Wizard of Broads from coming out from behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing Thanks, that for Rob. us. All right. All right. See you guys next week. Oh, it's okay. like getting nervous. Getting, getting nervous. nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.